In the wake of the stabbing deaths of two men and the slashing of another who intervened when an apparent white supremacist allegedly shouted anti-Muslim comments at two women in Portland, the mayor of Portland, Oregon, is asking the federal government to cancel permits for two rallies scheduled to be held in the city in the next couple of weeks. One of the rallies is being called a Trump-free speech rally, and the other is being called a march against Sharia. And the mayor says that these are what he's terming alt-right rallies. But his request may raise concerns under the First Amendment. Our guest to talk about the mayor's request of the federal government is Eugene Volokh, a professor at UCLA Law School and an expert on many things, including the First Amendment. Eugene, always good to have you on the program. Um, we have, you know, there you've had these murders in Portland, which are pretty horrific. Uh, the mayor says that the city is grieving from them, and it's a bad time for this kind of rally that it's going to, he, he believes apparently is going to express views that are consistent with, at least some of them will be consistent with the views of the person who allegedly committed two murders here and another slashing. Is there any basis, Eugene, for the government to cancel the permits for these rallies? No. Uh, just to give an analogy, imagine that there is a uh, shooting of a police officer by someone who believes police officers should be killed. Uh, and does, is that a basis for canceling a planned rally by people who harshly condemn police officers? Absolutely not. What if the rally, some of the people in the audience will take the view that actually killing police officers is justified? Of course, a view that I totally dis disagree with. Uh, is that a basis for canceling the rally? Absolutely not. Uh, speech is protected regardless of its viewpoint, even if the viewpoint expresses hostility based uh, to, uh, to Muslims or hostility to police officers or hostility to capitalists uh, or to the 1% or, or to um, strike breakers or whatever else. And uh, uh, a rally can't be canceled just because of a fear that some people, some tiny fraction of the audience, might actually turn that hostility into criminal violence. Eugene, just for the sake of argument, suppose that there was a way to prove through memos of this group, to emails of this group, let's say, mm -hmm. or flyers, that they intended to incite violence with yeah. words and signs. Right. Would that change anything? Uh, so the Supreme Court has made it quite clear. There's a case called Brandenburg v. Ohio from 1969 that deals with exactly this issue. The Supreme Court has said that uh, uh, speech cannot be punished uh, on the grounds that it's intended to advocate crime unless it's intended to and likely to promote imminent criminal conduct, which is to say criminal conduct within the next few minutes, hours, maybe day or two. Uh, so, yes, if somebody's trying to organize a, uh, a rally outside of somebody, uh, some building, let's say, uh, uh, and, uh, and uh, uh, is uh, egging on the crowd outside of that building saying, let's rush the place and burn it down. Yes, that is punishable incitement. But if all they're doing is they're trying to instill views that they hope eventually will lead to criminal conduct, that's constitutionally protected. And that emerged in part from the communist era cases. Because, in fact, there was lots of evidence that communists were trying to promote crime in the sort sense of violent revolution, which, is, of course, criminal would have involved a great deal of murder, as, of course, communist revolutions always have. Uh, but, the, um, uh, but the Supreme Court, after some fumbling around in the 1950s, ultimately concluded that 
even intentional advocacy of criminal conduct is constitutionally protected, again, unless it's intended to and likely to cause imminent lawless conduct. And that protects people, uh, whether they're on the far left or far right or far whatever else. You know, there are sometimes people who are extremist uh, eco-activists or animal rights activists who think it's justifiable to go out there and say attack uh, uh, attack animal researchers. Unfortunately, some people in my own university have been uh, have been targeted this way. Uh, and I think that that's uh, that, uh, that any advocacy of this kind of, of violence like that is uh, is very bad. But it's also constitutionally protected, and you can't shut down um, uh, general animal rights advocacy, even pretty extreme, on the theory that maybe some of the people there might be hoping that that's going to turn into actual violence at some point in the future. Well, it's been reported, we only have about a minute left, but it's been reported, Eugene, that there are uh, going to be counter rallies. And doesn't the city have some legitimate concern that they've got to make sure that, you know, you don't have these rallies kind of going at each other and violence resulting right. from that? That's why they hire police officers, and they hire the police officers to keep the groups apart. Again, imagine there was, say, a Black Lives Matter rally or even a more extremist, let's say, anti-police rally, uh, and there were going to be some counter-protesters who were pro-police. Would you say, oh, let's just cancel the rally because it's going to bring in counter-protesters? No, you're going to say, let's protect the protesters and the counter-protesters so they can speak, which is their constitutional right, but they can't physically attack each other, which, of course, is illegal uh, and not their constitutional right. That's the job of the police department, and uh, uh, the government can't implement a so-called heckler's veto by which the mere fear of violent reaction on the part of counter-demonstrators is justification to suppress the demonstration. That's Eugene Volokh, a professor at UCLA Law School. Eugene, thank you very much for being on Bloomberg Law today.